0: Hey everybody, welcome to The Ripple with Juju, where we will be discussing all kinds of topics, but the majority of the time we're going to be hitting on the human experience, our spirituality, and how we manage through these waters. So you can listen to The Ripple with Juju on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Anchor.fm. And guess what? I have a Patreon page set up now. Patreon.com slash The Ripple with Juju. I would greatly appreciate any and all support to continue with this endeavor because I would really like to be doing this on a more full time basis. So thank you for listening to The Ripple with Juju. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for following. Thank you for sharing. And Keep it coming. Let me know what you want to hear about. Let me know what you're curious about. You can send me correspondence through gypsycambo at gmail.com. You can also find me on Facebook. the Ripple with Juju and also on Instagram. The Ripple with Juju. There's a period between those words. So thank you again for your support and for listening. And welcome to 2022. Hello, Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Ripple with Juju. And today for this episode, I have with me my friend, Rachel Sebastian, who I met, gosh, I guess it's been over a year, minimum, probably more like two years ago, I, I met you, right, Rach? yeah um, a little like over that.
1: two years yeah
0: yeah um, and we met um in medicine space um she was at a retreat I was holding space for, and we have kept in contact since then. She is an absolutely lovely lady, hey Rachel, how's life, honey <laughs>
1: Life during this retrograde season has been absolutely fucking challenging and uh, so powerful and changing and inspiring and hopeful.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, there's been a major, major power surge. Everybody that I've talked to um, throughout probably the last six months has been feeling it hard. Um And I think it has required um, a lot of stillness. Mm. Uh, That's what I feel the case has been for me. Rachel, can you tell us a little bit about what you do? Absolutely. So
1: I feel (laughs) that I am here to just truly embody radical self-acceptance and self-liberation. And my mediums are being a medium. And so I work as a psychic medium, specifically through trance mediumship. And I also work as a woman or shaman, uh, serving plant medicine, as well as uh, shamanic rites of passage and shamanic journeying. And I like to teach what I know through this embodiment process so others that are going through their own activation and development can have a space to rest inside of knowing that every step of the way all of that is normal as well as having resources and tools to help them in the process through our school shamanic
0: school of mediumship right on that sounds awesome um So one of the questions that I have is um, a lot of my podcasts deal with mental health issues, um, spirituality, plant medicines. Um, Have you ever felt like in your process of the mediumship, have you ever felt like you were losing your fucking mind?
1: I have felt more like I was losing my mind as the pro in the process of development. Then I, then I wasn't, (laughs) it it wasn't until I, I was um, really identifying and, and professionally inside of of the mediumship community that uh, I didn't feel like I was losing
0: my mind. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I think a lot of people, when they start, Really tapping into their sensitivities, I think it can be a little overwhelming. Um, did you feel that? Yes, and
1: and I'm sure all of the listeners uh, are attracted to your work uh, as a result of the focus that you have on these subjects. So, so you know the the resonance. I'm already feeling that they are. Um, And so I I just want to share there were there were moments that my own family members inside of my immediate family, you know, thought I had personality disorder. Um, uh, My Mm -hmm. one of my family members recently, just six months ago, um, shared that she felt that I was bipolar. I had a partner that felt that I was schizophrenic. Um, and an aunt that, that had her own diagnosis. <laughs> and of course, Alrighty. as uh, the black sheep, if you will, in familiar structures, we often we often are the the outward projection of familiar dysfunction for the purpose of healing those spaces and places inside of the family line. So, right. Did that, were there parts of, of my family's and, and loved one's diagnosis that were true? Did I uh, have certain symptoms that could have been in alignment with those diagnoses? Absolutely. Right. So I'm not making them wrong, but it was me who chose very powerfully to take the perspective of I am only in this space for right now. This is not my identity. And right. and moving through those spaces, um, I think for me, beyond the initial opening up to trans mediumship, the hardest part for me in my psychic development actually was when I developed Clair Aliens, which is psychic smelling. That was utterly terrifying. And the reason I say that is because uh, at the time, I was uh, navigating the middle stages of a cancer diagnosis, breast cancer diagnosis. And when I started psychic smelling, it was fun at first and it made sense why those particular smells came through. It was immediately after an ayahuasca ceremony. I started psychic smelling days later. um, The copal incense, I started psychic smelling uh, Florida water, things that made me feel really good and had good associations. It wasn't until later that I started developing, um, Senses of things like black pepper or a bitter smell or the smell of, um, cigarette smoke that, uh, that would not relieve or, or release from my psychic awareness for up to 24 hours. Imagine smelling something bitter or, or uncomfortable that you can't get away from. Oh my. Um, at that point I started doing research cause I thought, God, like what i was talking to my my team my spirit team like what the fuck is this right <laughs> like like no doubt. what's the purpose of this and so i looked up online like psychic smell and the first thing that came in my google guru search was <laughs> brain cancer oh lord that's one of the main symptoms of brain cancer and and for those of you who know uh breast cancer often goes into brain cancer and i had a meltdown as anybody would and um had a particular uh extra experience in the development of of my clair aliens as a result and it literally took me um weeks to fully stand in my power around no this is psychic smelling because i knew that when i had certain senta- sensations and emotions, it was directly connected to my psychic smelling and and my psychic attunement. So I said to myself, even if I do have a brain cancer or a brain tumor, this is still a gift, right? Yeah. So moving forward in that direction. And of course, eventually a year later, I got an MRI and we proved that my brain was just fine and and all of the above. But Again, the, developing this school and, and this space to, to at least, in a very least, be, be there and, and hold um, the frequency of you're not alone. And, and there is always another perspective that you can t- take on as you step into your power. Um, right. It doesn't have to mean what everybody else says it means. It, even if 99% of everyone else and 99% of your own psyche inside your own mind thinks you're about shit crazy you still have that 1% that you can attune to
0: right I think um, wow that's that's really that's really heavy and very powerful um, so it, it's really all about, Breaking the conditioning. I mean, that seems to be the biggest takeaway for me personally over the last six months to a year is, you know, the, the degree to which we've been conditioned to fit ourselves into, you know, this certain column or this certain box or this certain group, you know, because that's what we've been conditioned to think is normal you know, and I think, you know, that's one of the big, big things that a lot of people are coming to terms with, you know, is we don't have to fit anywhere anymore. Right.
1: It's so Um, true. And like, as you're speaking, uh, it just reminds me of the function of the subconscious, right? The function of the subconscious is to categorize and um, compartmentalize because there's a part of us that just needs to feel that we're inside of these structures and organization to Mm -hmm. move forward, you know? And Mm -hmm. so scientifically it makes sense that we would have this desire, but that that is what necessitates that need for self-liberation, breaking free from the matrix, from the current paradigms and structures as it were. And, stepping into that scary fucking place that's disorganized, right? Can feel like chaos and certainly feels like fear and nervousness only as a result of the mind, not being able to categorize it.
0: Yeah. I think that's one of the things that people forget when they're involved in a spiritual community um, is that there is a lot of science that explains Um, you know, the, the, the physical aspect of the way things work. Um, but now that we're bringing together science and spirituality, um, I think that's, I think that bridge right there is, is what's going to lead us, um, into this next big shift You know, I mean, uh, a lot of people feel like you have to either be science-minded or spirit-minded. Right. You know, and I'm a firm believer that the two are not separate. Um, Uh, All of the research that, that I've done on the science and how it relates to spirituality, quantum physics seems to be that part of that bridge.
1: Absolutely,
0: um, you know, as far as um, how we're going to progress, and yeah, you said it, man. Scary as fuck when when stuff start co- starts coming into your into your realm, you know, your personal bubble that you can't tag, you know, you you can't make like a, a precise description of. It's just a feeling. You know, yeah, it gets scary as hell, man. Scary as hell. I've had some instances like that that just rocked me for, you know, a few days. And then I'm kind of like, okay, well, you know, no, this doesn't fit in your usual context. But, you know, we're exploring new territory. Mm. You know, we're exploring new territory. And yeah, it's scary, but you know, that's where I've got to kind of tap into the adventurous part of me and be like, okay, go forth, man. Just go forth.
1: (laughs) I love that so, so much. And there's, there's so much inside of that. There's, there's a practitioner I work with. She's amazing. She does biofilled attunement. And she said to me during a session, as we were feeling into what it would feel like to feel at peace in this particular area she said I realize that feeling at peace here feels awkward it Mm. feels weird and she said but what if awkward and weird is good right and I said oh and so it helps it helped that that resistant part of my subconscious to even consider you know asking the question what if awkward and weird is good
0: yeah maybe that's the new paradigm Hmm. you know I maybe that's a big chunk of it you know embracing that um for not for the sake of just you know I've come across a lot of people that um like to be on the fringe just because they think it's the cool thing to do Um, You know, being in that group of awkward, weird people, because it's like the antithesis of the norm. So they're they're just like doing it for the label. I've come across people like that. And I think probably at some point that was me. You know, I I think um, it was just me bucking the system, you know, which I think is normal in our, in our development. Um, But when we are in this spiritual place, um, it does feel weird. It does feel awkward many times. Um, But I think that's just us making, making a new way, you know, and being comfortable with that, and understanding that that can be part of our power.
1: Mm. I love the distinguishment of this is a stage in the development, and not, you know, making it making it bad or wrong. And mm-hmm. and I I really strongly agree with that. I certainly have been in the stuckness of identifying inside of certain structures i used to be a professional musician for over a decade and identifying as a musician and not really being able to make choices outside of that identity you know feeling that i wasn't myself or that i wasn't being true to myself if i made a a choice that wasn't what a musician or, an, or a recording artist would make and right. same same trappings that i found once i began to inside of my journey with cancer, identify as somebody that was quote unquote against allopathic medicine. But when I actually felt like I wanted to go to my oncologist for help, um, I found myself trapped inside of the identity yet again that I had created not being able to make those choices because I had so outwardly expressed um, just like you said, um, a, a rebellion against the system. And something that um, something that Abraham Hicks says that I loved is that, that rebellion uh, does not work for us. That anytime we feel like we are rebelling against it behooves us to realign our energy and tune back to neutral. And the angels say this as well, the angels that I channel um, that we all channel. Um, they, that when we're inside of that rebellion frequency, we're working against, not only against that, which we, we see, but, but against ourselves, because the reason right. why we're rebelling against it is because there's a frequency active inside of us that actually resonates with that, which we're rebelling against. And so right. that's right. hence shadow integration.
0: Um, Yeah, I think that's, um, I know, I know when I'm feeling that rebellious streak, I know who it is. It's my 16 year old screaming, because she's, she's the one man, she's always the one that's doing the rebelling. And I'm like, Okay, listen, you feel however you need to feel. You know, if we need to go out and get crazy, then, you know, I'll feed that, but not on a constant basis. Right. You know, to to quell that um it's like when you get a craving for something you know you get a craving for an ice cream sundae or a hamburger you know it's like why resist i mean the resistance is just causing more discord i think
1: absolutely and and you can get caught in the middle of that you know in the conundrum so you can you can be a host of opposing beliefs. You can be a host both of that's wrong and the other choice is wrong. And so that's you know where we're being invited to bring awareness to is if, if both sides of the pendulum, as we swing extreme left and extreme right, feel wrong, um, it behooves us to clear that any choice is wrong and step into that zero point frequency neutrality so that if you truly didn't feel like that, Um, burger you could say no to that burger because you're not sitting inside of I can't not make this choice because I'm rebelling against it or because I'm somebody that would choose this
0: right yeah it's it it's I think it's it's like riding that wave you know riding that wave of um calm I don't know if I know how to uh, put into words what I'm trying to say but you you had posted something the other day um I think day before yesterday and I wish I had pulled it up so I could read it um it was just absolutely beautiful about about I love you no matter you're basically and I'm I'm um, paraphrasing, basically, I just love you wherever you're at. You don't have to be in any particular place for me to love you, whether it's, um, you don't want to do it. You do want to do it. You, you feel like doing it. You don't feel like doing it. Um, all of those things. And it felt like that, that inner higher self, you know, is always going to love us no matter where we're at. Hmm. That was a beautiful, yes. beautiful post. Um, and I was like, I read that and I was like, I I read it a couple of times actually. I was like, wait a second, I gotta read that again. Mm, how, I, how I gotta read I, that again. <laughs> and I was like, Yes, that's just perfect, you know, and is especially in the spiritual community, you know, you sometimes we I think we get caught in that space of well, I've always got to be spiritual and I've always got to be like having a happy face and, you know, and that's just bullshit, (laughs) you know?
1: Absolutely agreed. And, and I really love that reflection, Juju, because um. When you said you read it again and again, I did each time as well. And I find that when I'm in my God mind, my creative mind, as I write these messages for me, I often write love letters to myself that I share because I'm inside of the energy of that attunement. And when you read it, you could feel the attunement and, you, and then you yourself get attuned. And when I read it over again, I also uh, get reattuned on a deeper level. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's, to me, the, the benefit of um, really coming forth inside of uh, social media messages with um, things that I personally need because it reads, uh, both reads as authentic and it, it is authentically changing as a result of attunement. That's what the angels say, even inside of our shamanic mediumship curriculum there is a certain limit to what we can decide ahead of time we're going to teach because much of teaching attunement is what? Via attunement, not via curriculum. So we're, we're, we're meant to feel each other and that's how we learn and grow the most is by, is by that attunement. But also, you know, as far as the energy inside of the message, I've, I've made a drastic change. I certainly didn't used to always be that way. In fact, I realized um, just last year that I was using teaching as a form of control. And so what that looks like is I, I get triggered inside of a situation, let's say, uh, with a with a loved one, a partner, a client, that sort of a thing. And um instead of being vulnerable inside of, you know, this is how I feel. This is how I make, you know, I make, maybe I even feel ashamed for feeling this way because I feel like I shouldn't as a spiritual teacher, I right. would go directly into teaching what the lesson was for everybody, <laughs> which is, you know, a, really my, it really was my form of, of control and positioning myself uh, energetically over someone. And it's something that I'm very aware of that that particular protector part in me has a tendency to do. So I do my best to um, send love to those parts and, and dip into my vulnerability instead. But that being said, who I, who I am in the process of becoming and would love to and intend to master to attune myself and to be an attunement for those around me is that self-radically, self radically self self radically accepting and and loving individual, just like you said, that that is a representative of how we truly love ourselves. And just actually this morning, I felt this huge wave of unconditional love and I was like, Oh, that must be the angels. And the angels said, no, that's you. Yeah. Right. Awesome. Like that's, that's the truth of who, of who you really are and allowing myself to see and feel and sense and know that as true as we move forward. And you said it as well, that the spiritual community, we, we do, I'm going to say we, cause I'm inside of it as well. We have the tendency to expect moral and ethical perfection inside of the way that we present ourselves, our business and our, and our workings, you know, everything has to be, um, trauma informed, uh, nonviolent communication and, you know, and I'm certainly a fan of all of that, and I and I seek to master that in my own relationships. I don't certainly always get it right, but just remembering in those moments where I s- sense uh, the distinguishment between something that I see as better or worse, I re- I remind myself every time according to the angelic realm, according to the re- divine realm literally nothing is better or worse no choice is better than better or worse and all of these other paradigms and structures we set up are are um a function of human design not divine design
0: right yeah and that's oh wow that's just big that's all so big um yeah, there's there's a part of me and I know that it comes from my own history of trauma that's like, oh, I want to be really good at this. I want to be I want to be better than anybody else at this or that or and then I'm like, wait a second, man, you need to just what the hell? <laughs> no, just be the best that you know how to be. It's not a competition and it's not a better than less than um so I catch myself um, when my ego starts to just get a little big-headed. I guess is is the only way I know how to put it. And I'm like, okay. So I track it back. I'll track it back, and that's usually when I have to sit with those inner children and, you know, just let them know that they're loved. And then then I go into that space, that beautiful, beautiful space of. Self-love, you know, um, and it usually is a very physical sensation. It's like my shoulders drop, my body relaxes. And I think about just how beautiful this whole experience, this life on this planet right now really is. Um, and it, and it helps me to, um, get back to my genuine heart um, and that just helps tremendously. Wow, you said a mouthful. So tell me about your um, your school. Well,
1: uh, first, um, I'm just just so inspired by, you know, your share and <clears throat> For even as little as the few years I've known you, uh, I've I've certainly always seen, just so you know and have a reflection. Um, I've certainly always seen you as authentic, in the very least, um, and so much more. You know, I I I felt immediately when you were holding space in ceremony that I, I could be, say, you know, ask any questions, um, and and it wouldn't phase you, and even if it did phase you, that you would go back to self-reflecting and, um, and, and trusting your inner knowingness and not making it mean anything, you know, other than what it was. And that's so, so powerful. I, I do think we, we need to uh, appreciate each other more and acknowledge each other more and, and give each other those moments to go you know, feel the spaces and places that are resisting the acknowledgement that are resisting the love or, yeah. um, because, you know, you mentioned something about, you know, ego or spiritual ego and, um, what it's almost like there's that pendulum swing again, right? We're like, Oh, spiritual ego is wrong. Well, spiritual ego actually isn't wrong again. Right. Like it's, that's going back to the divine realm and going, is this, no, it's not, literally nothing is wrong. Nothing is wrong. And, yeah. but does it feel right to you? And so that's the distinguishment, right? Like in those spaces, yeah. it probably didn't feel right to you. Yeah. Um, and I love that you naturally distinguished that because when you went back to those protector parts, to those parts that you even though to the parts that you identified as ego. What did you do? You sat there and you loved them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that makes a big difference. Big difference. And I don't I don't scold myself as much as I used to. I used to really scold myself. I used to be like, no, you can't you can't be like that because you know you're supposed to be this spiritual person. And that's not the way you're supposed to do things. Um, And then I was like, wait a second, wait a second. I'm still this human person on this planet figuring shit out and that's okay. Right. Um, Right. Yeah.
1: It gets so tricky though, doesn't it? Because in, in fact, one of the, one of the shamanic journeys that I facilitate, um, it has to do with recognizing almost almost in 4D. I can see the mind, as far as the observer and the observer of the the observer and and the right. dualistic dynamics that are inside of the psyche. You know, in other words, we're focused on, let's say, we're focused on the perpetrator, but at the same time, um, the victim is always there. Or we're focused on the you know, one side of any particular dynamic, let's say the narcissist, but the empath is always there and it always exists inside of our own psyche as, as us. And so going into those spaces, just like you shared where you're going, God, like, you know, this part that I, that I, that shames me, I'm not interested in that anymore. And I'm, and I'm guessing um, that you didn't shame the shaming part in hopes that, you wouldn't feel shamed anymore, right? That you then can not only show love to the part that was being shamed, but also to the shamer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a hell of a paradox. I'm telling yeah, you.
1: It's crazy.
0: It is a hell of a paradox. Um, I mean, it's it's like being in a constant state of going down the rabbit hole. <laughs> You know,
1: seriously, that's, that's, I have to say that must be like one of the best explanations of, you know, mind exploration and so simple. Right. But it's so true. There is, and that's the catch that when the second we think we we got it right, there's a new layer of understanding and, and it fucking pisses me off because (laughs) I, I, you know, I, I, I created this, I spent thousands of dollars creating this science of the mind, um, 11 11 week 11 module um workshop called the brahmin relationship so fucking powerful for for where i was at the time and then a year later i'm like well shit that doesn't resonate anymore and shit that doesn't <laughs> work anymore fuck i spent all this fucking money on this fucking Whoa. workshop but the yeah, truth I'm is 85 percent is still valuable so what i'm now now intending uh, in the next year or so is just to go back pull some parts out you know tweak yeah. some parts and 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 bring it back up to speed but yeah you you already know i'm like fuck i wanted to be right about that
0: <laughs> why is it all gotta change so much i was just getting comfortable with that yes <laughs> and now, i was just yeah.
1: telling everybody about jesus right and now <laughs>
0: It, 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 it's a hell of a quandary, but you know, the one thing I just I love it. You know, I love the constant challenge. Now there are days where I'm like, fuck this. I'm tired. I just want to rest. I don't want to go down no more rabbit holes. I don't want, I don't care if I'm right. I don't care if I'm wrong. I don't care if I'm spiritual. I don't care if I'm an asshole, you know, I just, but most of the time, it's very exciting and the adventure it's like a constant road trip in my own head mm. um, and especially when i get to converse um in depth with people like you um i had a lady named laura lee Gulledge. uh, she's an artist up in virginia i had her on i guess about a month or so ago and, you know, and she's like doing a paradigm shift is, you know, artistically and personally and educationally and, and it's just, I, I love it. Not even, not just for myself, but for the people that I come across, um, that are doing the same thing, you know, that are, that are loving all the shifting, um, most of the time, <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> except when we have to do it, or we feel that we have to do it.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. I, don't
1: know. I, I like do. I, I, I do love that reflection because, um, and it, and it's just really on my heart to share with your listeners, um. No matter where they are in their journey, especially those of you who are deep in in the beginning stages or even before the turning point of of your dark night of the soul, your rite of passage uh, as a healer, as a shaman, um, as an intuitive, that this too shall pass. And, yeah. you're, and you will eventually, just like Juju shared, make friends with your mind and, and, and feel excited to work with your mind versus mm-hmm. terrified, afraid, and nervous, knowing that as you befriend your mind more and more and more in a non-controlling way, more like, you know, you would want to work with any friend or collaborator, um, <clears throat> loving them, respecting them, honoring them. Uh, thanking them for what it is they do really well and asking them what they need. Just like Juju was sharing, she was asking some of her parts like what they need and developing that uh, relationship by first uh, making amends, you know, with the parts that, that we've, we've had conflict with in our past somewhere. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, uh, taking on that the lessons all be learned and, and pulling pulling the trauma that might still be there in the nervous system but eventually you know laying down at night and going what can I what can I have fun with with my mind you know what what else can we create what other paradigm uh or or limiting structure or matrix can I break free from
0: yeah yeah. What else can I blow up today? Yes. <laughs> well, I know that you have another appointment coming up soon, but I would love for you to let our listeners know how they can um, find you. Thank how you. you? <laughs> um.
1: First of all, thank you for who you are, Juju. I appreciate, I really appreciate this. I had no qualms when you asked me to come on because um, I, first of all, I, I love that you're so well-spoke. You've always been very professional and um, just so powerful and humble at the same time. And I really appreciate that. Thank um, you. So thank you for, for continuing to, this continuing this conversation and this exploration so anybody who's listening uh, i would love to um invite you to connect with us in any way that feels amazing um through either our social media youtube um instagram or facebook under either rachel lynn sebastian r-a-c-h-e-l-l-y-n-n-s-e-b-a-s-t-i-a-n Or Shamanic School of Mediumship, which is our school that we run January through June each year. And we teach adults, both men and women, teens and children. Or um, you could look us up through the Angel Dialogues, which is our biweekly transmediumship channeling of the angels. That is absolutely an incredible uh, awakening and self-loving and self-exploring community um, that we've been running for years now that continues to expand and just wow us um, so any of those tags you could look for our on social media and mm-hmm. or our our two websites rachellynsebastian.com or shamanic school of mediumship.com
0: excellent i will make sure to put both of those websites in Uh, the episode description so that people will have an easier time and I'm getting pretty good at actually being able to make it an actual link. (laughs) I'm learning. learning. Yay, you. I know, I know and it's been um, actually I think um, last month was a year that the podcast has been going
1: Congratulations!
0: Thank you. you. Um, I've been remiss lately because there's just been a lot on my plate with my mom and her health and everything. Um, I'm probably going to be going uh, back to weekly or every other week episodes. So um, if you could share this on your websites or wherever you feel so moved to share, that would be lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to thank you so much for sharing yourself and your time and your, your wisdom with us. Um, I just, I love it. I get, I get little goose when I get to talk to people that, um, just touch my soul. Thank you so much, Rachel, for being here.
1: Oh, my pleasure, Treasure. Thank you. And everybody listening, bless you, bless all of you and your families.
0: All right. Love thank you, love. Have, Have a wonderful been. day. Will do. You too.
1: Bye. Bye.